Joining me now live is GOP Senate Leader Mitch McConnell from the state of Kentucky. Senator McConnell, thank you for joining me. Glad to be with you, Hugh. Uh, You've known President Biden a long time, Leader McConnell. Has he reached out to you since the collapse in Kabul and the catastrophe that followed began 96 hours ago? No, I haven't heard from him. Uh, He's got better things to do than to call me. He needs to figure out how to handle this evacuation. Um, They may have finally secured the airport, Hugh, but we have reports from people all over the country having difficulty getting to the airport, uh, being harassed and... And Clarissa Ward is reporting that that is breaking down as well outside of the airport as we speak. You also a former colleague with the vice president. Has she called you? I mean, you're the leader of half the Senate. Uh, you've been there for 40 plus years. I would think that it would be routine for the president and the vice president to reach out to the senior Republican in America. Well, no, but <laughs> I uh, look, this is bigger than just uh any of us getting offended because we haven't uh, been called. I mean, what, what, what's going on here? This is a colossal mistake. Uh, you, you know, Hugh, I'm somebody who believed that the light touch deployment uh, we had in Afghanistan was actually working. Uh, we didn't have a single uh, one of our military personnel killed in combat in the last year. Uh, the, the lid was tightly on. Uh, Al-Qaeda was not back in the country. Uh, We probably spent more money on this evacuation effort already than we were spending on an annual basis, which, by the way, was about 1% of the defense budget we were were spending on this, 1%, uh, to keep the terrorists over there rather than making it easy for them to come over here. I think it was a policy that was actually working. You said terrorists around the world are cheering. The Taliban has, in effect, defeated the United States of America. Previous presidents wanted to leave Afghanistan, but in the end, they didn't. They kept the lid on. I wouldn't have left. If you were going to leave, have a plan. These guys couldn't have organized a two-car funeral. End of quote. Exactly right. Do you believe Donald Trump would have left this way if he had been reelected? Well, I certainly would have hoped that uh, President Trump, had he pursued the policy that he indicated he wanted to pursue, would have uh, taken more time to plan it and operate it better. I'm sure he could have done better than this. I don't see how how this could have been worse uh, than the way it was handled. I believe that the 2,500 Americans, 5,000 NATO troops and air power from Bagram could have maintained the status quo for as long as necessary to at least remove our military equipment and our Afghan allies. Do you? Yeah, I think so. There's no question about that. Um, The um, so, so the first thing I wanted to say, Hugh, I, I said last night, and you quoted me, I, I think the policy was working. But if we had to get out, uh, I cannot think of a more botched, embarrassing a setback for our country than this. I mean, it makes the retreat from Saigon uh, look well organized. You're right, Mr. Leader. I, I got to ask about the 15,000 Americans you mentioned stranded in Afghanistan, much less our European allies, non-aligned countries or Afghan interpreters, but 15,000 Americans. Do we have to consider retaking Kabul in order to get Americans out before not one, but many multiple hostage crises erupt across the country? Look, I I don't know at this stage. uh, I'm not a military planner uh, exactly what it would take, but I think it's incumbent on the administration to do everything they can 
to get Americans and our Af- Afghan allies who worked with us all these years out of there. Exactly what that takes, I leave to the military planners, but they need to get it done. If the military recommends and the president adopts an Inchon option, would you support it? Would the Republicans support it? I, I think we'd have bipartisan support for a plan that might actually work. I, I noted this morning, Hugh, that the, the three Democratic a chairman of the Defense Armed Services and Intelligence Committees uh, announced they are upset about this as well. So the president has managed to, um, to alienate even his allies with this step. And in terms of the political consequences of it, uh, his approval rating uh, below 50 percent for the first time. I, I want to play for you uh, June of last year. I had former Secretary of Defense Robert Gates on, and I had asked him about his famous quote about President Biden never being right about anything. Right. He stood by it, but he added this last summer. Let's play the Robert Gates quote. I also think that uh, the vice president had some issues with the military, and I wrote in duty about how he yes. would warn the president that he was being boxed in, that the military was trying to take away his options and so on. And and he'd kind of rail at the generals, and uh, and and that bothered me some. Does that bother you as well, Leader McConnell? Has he cut himself off from sound military advice? Well, he was getting sound military advice. Uh, I'm absolutely confident, because I was talking to the military leadership as well, that, the, first of all, the decision to withdraw was something they thought was a mistake, and I believe they had said that to the previous president and the one before that. Second, um, they, they surely were blindsided by the, by the rapid decision and the announcement of it, and um, this was just a botched job all the way around, and it, rather than the president Biden pointing the finger at everybody else, he needs to point the finger at himself. It was his decision. He owns it, and... Um, it's 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 a, an embarrassment of gargantuan proportions for our country. Look at all the terrorists around the world have got to be cheering. The ones in Syria and Yemen, uh, in Africa, uh, they, they see the Taliban flag flying over the palace in Kabul. What a disaster! I see. I foresee Zawahiri if he is alive reappearing soon from a studio near you in Afghanistan. But let me ask you, Mr. Leader, we had a 9/11 commission and we needed it. We are not going to have a January 6th commission. Will there be an August 2021 commission on the collapse and catastrophe in Kabul and Afghanistan? Well, there's certainly going to be plenty of inquiries. Uh, As I just said, the three uh, defense and foreign policy related committees in the Senate under Democratic chairman have already announced that they're beginning uh, a hearing uh, process. We need to find out how this happened and uh, monitor it as long and keep the pressure on. <clears throat> this job is not over. This withdrawal is not complete until all the Americans are safely out. Have you had any explanation on the decision to turn off the lights and the electricity at Bagram weeks ago and decide to conduct this from Kabul Airport in the middle of a city of 5 million as opposed to 20 miles outside of the city in a highly defensible area? Has anyone explained that to you? Not yet. I've been to Bagram's a number of times. That would have been the perfect place to uh, to conduct this operation and get these uh, aircraft out safely. Instead, we're in the airport downtown, as you indicated, um, 
probably the worst possible place to conduct the operation. Congressman Michael Waltz has suggested we may have to set up safe zones in Afghanistan to which Americans and allies can retreat. There are some reports of scattered resistance in pockets. The son of Massoud is operating online. Will you support American decisions by the president to, to either establish those areas or support remaining allies in the country? Well, I'm, I'm more than happy to support anything that may conduct a successful rescue mission. That's what we're in the middle of now. And um, I want the president and the administration to succeed in getting our, our people out. There has been significant damage done to our reputation with allies. The European press is full of it. It's not quite gotten here yet. Are there steps that could be taken by the president to, say, reassure Taiwan immediately? Absolutely. We need to, be, we need to reassure Taiwan. Uh, the, the Chinese have been threatening them uh, more intensely recently, and um, we, we can't let that happen. The Chinese have to be uh, emboldened by what they've seen occurring in Afghanistan. On August 4th, Reuters reported that Biden plans a shift in arms policy to add weight to human rights concerns. Quote, two State Department deputy assistant secretaries will brief congressional staff on Biden's draft conventional arms transfer policy on Friday. Is such a turn away from arming our allies wise, Senator McConnell? What about the human rights concerns of Afghan women and girls and those who cooperated with us? Uh, this is a human rights uh, debacle. Uh, the worst thing the administration is doing uh, is trying to reduce the defense budget significantly below inflation for the first time in years. That also sends a message to the Chinese and to the Russians uh, that we are putting our emphasis, shall I say, elsewhere. Uh, a JCPOA is in the offing, a JCPOA 2.0. Will Americans internalize the incompetence and incoherence of this administration and reject as viable any such negotiation, Leader McConnell? And if they still come forward with it, ought it to be submitted constitutionally to the Senate for a two-thirds vote? Well, that's the way it should have been done the last time. And, of course, the, 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 the President Trump was correct to pull out of the Iranian nuclear deal negotiated uh, by President o- Obama. And now you've got basically the same crowd back in power uh, trying to reconstitute uh, something that didn't work the first time. So I, I don't I, I don't think this deal uh, is likely to come together. Uh, if it does, uh, it certainly ought to be submitted to the Senate as a treaty. The United Arab Emirates arms sale was delayed. Saudi Arabia was denied that which they had negotiated under the Trump administration. Should that decision be revisited in light of our collapsing position in Afghanistan? Absolutely. <clears throat> uh, you mentioned defense spending, Mr. Leader. Rightly, the federal government spent trillions of dollars in the last year of the Trump administration to deal with COVID. Joe Biden spent $2 trillion that was not necessary at the beginning of this year. Another trillion in infrastructure spending, which I support, has been approved. The House is holding it up on the demand that another three and a half trillion be spent. None of this has gone to defense spending. It's inexplicable. It's wildly out of proportion to what the country needed. Uh, The new administration inherited three vaccines that were working. (laughs) Really a modern medical miracle to, to have three vaccines developed in less than a year. The biggest challenge now is to get shots in arms uh, to deal with this resurgent 
a Delta variant. And we don't we don't need to shower the country. You know, Larry Summers was a real hero here. He's probably not on the Christmas card list at the White House any longer. Huh. He said back in February about the rescue package that we were, we were going to create inflation, uh, flooding the country with all this money. That's exactly what they did on a party line basis. Not a single Republican in the House or Senate voted for it. We've got raging inflation now, and we're paying people more to stay home than to get to go back to work. Uh, I was just with a bunch of employers in Kentucky yesterday. They can't get people back to work because of the $300 a week bonus, which our Democratic governor refuses uh, to give up. Yeah, I mean, this 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 wild spending spree is going to send the country's economy in the wrong direction. I'm hoping we can defeat the 3.5, which is probably closer to $5 trillion largely tax increase on individuals and businesses and estates. Exactly the wrong thing to do. Uh, you know, before COVID hit, we had the best economy in 50 years in February of 2020, largely because of the 2017 tax bill during the previous administration. They want to undo all of that. And it takes the country absolutely in the wrong direction. Now, Mr. Leader, I'm concerned that President Biden is clinging to uh his own personal worldview of, of weird stuff like getting rid of stepped-up basis, which would be a disaster for millions of Americans, small businessmen, home owners. I mean, just an absolute disaster. But he's clinging in the, sp- in the face of evidence to that angry speech he gave on Monday. Uh, do you have concerns about his ability to process anything he doesn't already believe? Well, he has some, you know, I, I like Joe Biden personally, but he was never a moderate. He was always a liberal, and uh, he called himself a moderate in order to win the nomination, and that worked. But this is not a moderate administration. It's a left-wing administration. Uh, Joe was always part of the liberal crowd in the Senate, and they're trying to squeeze all of these liberal policies through a Congress that is very, very narrowly divided. Uh, They didn't get a mandate, you, for this. A 50-50 Senate and a couple-seat majority in the House doesn't spell a mandate to me to do all of this. Oh, they got no mandate to to destroy American foreign policy either in our standing in the world. Last question, Mr. Leader. The urgency of returning both houses to GOP control is obvious, but there is a recall in California. What would be the effect of Gavin Newsom being recalled on the Democrats? Would it wake them up? I don't know. It would sure be a big story, wouldn't it? I mean— that would be an incredible story. It's actually happened once before in California a few years ago, and um, we're all watching it with a lot of interest. Would you welcome that result? Listen, I think Newsom is a good example of ultra-liberalism. If, if a left-wing state like California took out Newsom, that would be a big, big story. Leader uh, Mitch McConnell, thank you for joining me, Senator. Uh, Good luck in making the rounds. You were absolutely on spot last night and again today, and I appreciate your candor.